Hey, Culture Girls! You're listening to Her Culture's Live, Learn, Listen podcast, where we talk about anything and everything relating to culture. Tweet along as you listen with the hashtags Culture Revolution and LLL. Now let's get started. Hey, everybody! Today on Live, Learn, Listen, I got to interview Kishana Dupuy. Kishana is a 4.0 college student who attends Pace University as a psychology major. It was so fun to be able to sit down with her and talk about the similarities and differences between her Panamanian and American culture. Keep listening to hear the full interview. Hey, Kishana, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell me a little bit about your cultures? Well, I'm Panamanian and American. Um, I was born in America, but my parents were both born and raised in Panama. So the culture, Panamanian culture, is really big in my house. But then at the same time, we've definitely mixed the American culture. It's very big as well in my house. So I kind of balance it, the two. How do you balance them? It really depends on what's happening at the moment. For the most part, I'm Americanized since I live here, I was raised here. But Spanish is spoken in my house. We celebrate, we have these parades. So we do go hard, like like go hard really for our Independence Days and the food. We eat it all the time. So I really just kind of live here, embrace what I have here while also having the time to just acknowledge my parents' culture and always incorporate it in whatever I do. That's awesome. So how do you use your cultures in your everyday life? Ooh, good question. Well, I'm, I will say that mostly I embrace the American culture, the American side the most throughout the day, just because that is my daily life, as I mentioned before. However, when it comes to the Panamanian side, I may speak Spanish once in a while, or I definitely love my music, so I'm usually just jamming out to that. And there'll be random times that I, I like crave my food, that I may do something that I notice is Panamanian that I didn't even realize was a Panamanian thing that I do, so... So they kind of intertwine in a sense? Yeah, definitely intertwine it. I I think that the food is the one that I noticed the most, the way that I would eat. So I'm Afro-Latino. That's the side, like that side is not just the indigenous Panamanians. We were the part that when they were building the canal, they had slaves, which then incorporated all the cultures. So now we're Afro-Latino. And that's the side that you see other Caribbean cultures intertwined a lot. So with the food, we eat rice and you'll see us eat oxtail, which is also like a Jamaican food or just certain, there's just several foods that may be called different things in other cultures, but they're all the same. So it it definitely like it shows a lot. And I didn't realize how Panamanian culture that was until I would be in school and I'm like, okay, this is what I want to eat and realize that is not an option at all. It's not home. I'm, you know, in a different area and that it's not American as I thought it was. What's your favorite food? I really don't have one, but I'll give you one from each culture. American food. Chicken. <laughs> chicken. Um, but Panamanian food. My favorite is between ceviche and empanada or ojalda. I have a few. I love mm-hmm. Panamanian food. It's it's definitely my favorite. I think it's mostly because I don't get to have it often mm-hmm. unless I'm actually in Panama or um, we do have a few restaurants here and there or just people that um, make it and will like give it to my parents that I get to have it. But it's definitely on like a rare occasion. So like I just love a lot of it. What are the most important lessons that you've learned from your cultures? I didn't realize 
how much of my personality I get from it. One of the main things I realized is definitely more Panamanian than American in my household, just from like interacting with peers of mine is manners, certain manners and certain things that are considered respectful to a Panamanian isn't even acknowledged by American. Um, Like when you walk into a house, you have to say buenas and hello and, you know, kiss everyone and hug everyone. Even if they, you know, you haven't seen them in years, but they know you. My parents expect me to go to every single person in the house and say hello, even the kids, everyone. Whereas Americans, you just walk in and if you know them, you say hi. And if you don't, you kind of just, you know, hello and keep it pushing. But other something else is a big culture shock for me. It was something so small, but it was like really big deal. It was a really big deal to me was I was sitting in front of my uncle's house with my dad and we were just hanging out, talking, actually drinking coconuts. It was really nice. Great day. And every time someone would walk past from the neighborhood, they would say hello. They would say good evening. They say, how are you? And I was just like, whoa, like what? Because I just thought like, you know, in, in America, you'll be on the train, on the bus, um, in front of an apartment, wherever it is, your building, your house. Unless you know the person, they really don't say hello to you. And that for me was a really big shock. I was like, dad, do you know them? And he was like, no, they're just saying hello. So I think that the manners and what I consider respectful like tone and stuff is really from a Panamanian side and that's one of the main things I take from it. Wow, that's so cool. So earlier you mentioned that your mother expects you to go to everybody in the house and to even the children. Mm -hmm. So in American culture, sometimes at big parties we'll have like the kids table and the family table. Is that the same in Panamanian culture? A mixture to be honest, just because the bigger, so something I guess you would notice is different because as soon as you said table, I, I kind of smile just because we don't really have tables. It's the bigger the group, the less tables are needed. Like, we don't need a table. We're going to stand around or we're going to sit around in a circle. Um, a good example that, like, what I was thinking of, what I was envisioning is for my um, aunt's birthday, it was literally just chairs and chairs surrounding the whole porch, the backyard, the everywhere. And we were just all just sitting. And when the food was ready, we all got served. We all got our food, but we were all just sitting in a big circle. Um, whereas in American culture, as you mentioned, it's tables. You have the children table versus, and you have to sit down at the table and eat. We just all sit and just sit around together and eat. No one's sitting at an actual table. Um, so it's, it's definitely different. But for me, Percy, I enjoy the Panamanian version just because there is no separation everyone's together everyone's sitting together there is no all you you know you're not at the adults table everyone's together everyone's joking everyone's getting to hear the stories it's just it's very open what other big differences are there between the two cultures one that actually shocked me when i was younger was that thing thanksgiving (laughs) is american i had like this big shock i was like what do you mean my mom's like yeah we're going out there during Thanksgiving but they don't celebrate it and of course actually after I sat down I was like "Ooh, if you think about the the, the history of Thanksgiving obviously it's not going to be celebrated in Panama but it was still a really big shock for me just because it's such a big thing in America Mm -hmm. um like they have a, a parade for it so I was like whoa but my mom actually she said that since a lot of Panamanians 
have had the chance to come to America and get to know our culture and stuff, when they do go back to visit their families, they've taken it down there. I mean, it is a poorer country, so it's not something that you would see them do on their own, even if they do have the American influences or not. They really just won't. But luckily, like, if my parents have the means for it, when we go out there, we introduced it to them. And we were like, you know, we're just going to, for us, we may not call it Thanksgiving exactly because it's not a Panamanian holiday. But since we're here and we are American and we're all one family, we'll still say what we're thankful for and we'll like do the big feast just because for the fun of it. So that was like one of the main ones that I found shocking that wasn't a part of Panamanian culture, but I was really happy that my parents were willing to incorporate it. And I feel like it mostly was for me as well as for my Panamanian side to get to know something that we do that they don't usually get the chance to, you know, indulge in and get to enjoy. So. So what other holidays do you celebrate on your Panamanian side that you may not celebrate on your American side? I've noticed that when it comes to holidays, it's more there are many American holidays that the Panamanian side doesn't celebrate. Halloween? No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. There's no Halloween in Panama. Um, That's also because of the religious part. They just, you know, they don't agree with it. Can you explain that a little bit to me? So they're very religious. They're basically everyone in Panama is Christian. Now, um, after a lot of tourists that have been out there that kind of just decided to stay out there and migrate, you know, build up, definitely a lot more religions being introduced, but the main one is Christian. And the way they view it is, one, that's an American thing. Two, it's the devil's holiday. Like, that's not something that we celebrate. It's not something that they find okay i guess if you know the cute version of it if you're in a if you have your child as a pumpkin or a little lion oh how cute but then when you know they see the witches and the ghosts and they're like no that's unnecessary this is a devil's holiday don't celebrate it so to this day my dad's like no my mom's like oh come on she's american like let her let her wear whatever she wants to wear so that's that's basically the gist of it it's the mostly the religious part of it i do think that there are many panamians now especially if they chose that you know they want to allow their child to not only just be raised here, but to be raised more Americanized, then they do allow them to embrace it. But it's not done in Panama. They do have Valentine's Day. I just, I don't think it's as big. Like here, oh my gosh, it's Valentine's Day. There's more San Valentin. Like, okay, like, happy Valentine's Day. That's cute. Woo. What's another one? We already mentioned Thanksgiving. Christmas is celebrated in both places. That's really big out there. <laughs> what... Something that they do that I was like in total shock. I mean, it may be because it is a tropical island, but my mom, it was like, okay, like for Christmas, you either got to get a really, really cute outfit or you got to get a sports outfit. And I was like, a, a sports outfit? What do you mean? I can't wear pajamas? And she's like, no. I was like, uh, okay, a sports? And she was like, yeah, it's the new trend. I was like, okay, mom, trend, got it. Um, so she was saying that people either... Like, to them, sports outfits are, like, trending. Like, that's what's in. Like, that's the the cool outfit. Or you got to be, like, really dressed up. And whereas here, everyone's, like, home with their family, opening gifts under the tree. No. In Panama, everyone's outside. Music is blasting. People are partying. Like, just hanging out all throughout the blocks together. It's really, really nice. And it's hot. So that, that was different as well. New Year's Eve is celebrated out there really big as well. Most Everyone mostly goes to church. Like, it's a ghost town. If you're religious, everyone's in church, even in the slightest. 
and then if you aren't then you're waiting until everyone gets out of church so it's really big there St. Patrick's Day doesn't exist you know there's just certain things that just it's not a Panamanian thing so they don't do it and then just same way we celebrate our 4th of July they celebrate their Independence Day very big as well so so what other trends are there in Panama that we may not have in the U.S.? Not many, yet there are a lot. I say that just because Panama really embraces the American culture a lot. They take a lot of our trends um, and embrace it as their own. So one of the main ones that I've noticed now is they absolutely love Crocs. They rock them everywhere. They wear it actually as like a a hanging out like I'm I'm hanging out with my friends I'm gonna put on my Crocs like they think it's like a, such a cool thing it's really cute they love Converse's they love the brand all-star they wear the dresses the shirts something I noticed that like the guys wear a lot that I noticed more with European culture is man pouches they really enjoy that another trend that they love but you don't see much is this like sneaker wise jordans but they don't really get access to them as quick as we do so but then the ones that are quite different i noticed it more in the school attire it's absolutely mandatory that all the way through um high school you wear uniform but they don't try to flare it up at all like that's it they're in their uniform they're in their little ties they are in their polished shoes they have their plain regular book bag some of them just hold hold their book in their hand like very simple whereas americans we like okay well if i'm wearing uniform i'm gonna have on the coolest sneakers i could find or the most colorful book bag i can have they're just very like if that's what i have to wear like i'm gonna wear my uniform and that is it so I did. I kind of appreciated that. I like that they it's been like that for years. My dad said that he had to wear his uniform the same way my brothers did. So it's cool that they didn't try to take our mentality of it as well. So they distinguish in a few ways. That's so interesting. So what other trends have you noticed outside of school maybe, like hair and makeup? I've noticed that they've been getting into it a lot more, but that's just because of how big it's been getting for us as Americans and how big the makeup movement is right now and how everyone wants to learn how to do it and stuff. So they've definitely been a lot more open. But even then, um, whereas our I've noticed now that girls at younger ages in the American culture are doing like full face makeup and like great, great jobs at it as well. But Panamanian teenage girls they really the farthest they go is maybe mascara and lip gloss and even then it's probably just lip gloss and they feel like they're like doing so much so it's 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 refreshing to me I personally think it's better I think it the way it was presented to me and I may have this mentality because I'm Panamanian you know the younger you are and the more advanced you are the more you're like doing your full face of makeup and and in, in, indulging in all the things that are looked at as adult things the faster you want to move in life you want to be in you know the cute little outfits and go out and all these stuff but for Panamanian girls it's more like no like wow I have on my lip gloss I'm so cute like okay like ooh hair most Panamanians have straight hair and those who have more, so more like the Afro-Latinas and the thicker the hair is, they would straighten it as well. They would perm it. They would keep it very straight. 
But now that Americans are embracing the natural movement and everyone's like, oh, I love my natural hair. I love my curly hair. One of my aunts actually just chopped off all her hair. And it was so weird. But like, it was like feminist, like a little feminist came out of me because I was like, yeah, auntie, like go. Like she chopped off her hair. So it's called a big chop. Did the big chop, has her natural little curly hair going, beautiful hair. And my uncles and cousins, everybody's like, why would you do that? Like, what's wrong with you? you had she had long, long, beautiful hair. It was down to the her her the bottom of her back. Very long hair. She does have more straight Spanish hair, but she did have a little bit of a thickness to it. But she was just like, I don't care. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted my, my hair to be in its natural state, short again. Like, I don't really care. And that was really, like, different for me. So now I'm definitely seeing a lot more of when it comes to the afro part that they're definitely embracing it more those who have this the straight hair the spanish the the curly style more yeah they still embrace that but afro latinas are definitely coming out more so like that's a great trend to me because i'm more on the afro latina side so it's fun what trend is your favorite out of all of the trends that you've seen Ooh, hmm hard 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 probably this one just because with panamanian culture it definitely I, I feel like our culture over time if you really break it down it kind of has incorporated so many other cultures regardless if it's from the slavery that was happening during the panama canal or just from indigenous panamans or from tourists coming whatever it is like we definitely have a lot of cultures incorporated in one but um i think right now the trends that are happening where with you know especially for afro latinas like embrace your natural hair don't feel the need to straighten and straighten it. Even when we're sh- when we straighten our hair, people will still say you have gorgeous hair, which is well appreciated. But even me, I am, I I I am natural. I've been natural for three years. Till this day, sometimes my dad will have moments where he's just like, "Why can't you just straighten it?" It's so ingrained in him from his culture and the way things were done back in his day that he still kind of struggles with embracing that Afro Latina is okay, and having your natural state, your your natural hair in its natural state is okay so it's enlightening and empowering to to be able to have my hair the way i want it to like just this past winter i went to panama and i thought i was gonna have to hear it from my parents and argue with my dad like no like i don't want to straighten it and actually when i first got there the humidity was so bad that my hair was beautifully straightened here i stepped out there poofed up the first thing i did was get it straightened and then eventually i got tired of it and i was like i haven't straightened my hair in a year i'm going back to my curls and I thought they would be mad. And they were like, oh, your hair looks so nice. And I was like, oh, wow. And something else that they do, they always in, embrace like natural curves and loving your body. And, you know, don't if you're skinny, you're skinny. If you're slim, you're slim. If you're thick, you're thick. If you're big, you're big. Like, whatever it is, like embrace yourself. So body wise, always felt comfortable with that. But when you add the hair part too, it's just very empowering for me. So I love that. I love that so much. So what other big differences have you noticed from your father's generation and your generation? I would definitely say the style and things that we find okay. So style-wise, as I mentioned before, like the Crocs and the, the, the Converse is a good example of how it, it's a very American trend. And then they started having like this, this rock punkish look. They wanted like this really really skinny jeans ripped up skinny jeans um 
dark colors so of course like their parents and all our the older generations like what's going on like why are they wearing that they even started like dyeing their hair blonde and putting green in it it was really it was they were experimenting with these trends and being that that was so different and new to the older generations they were really getting scared like they were genuinely very shocked didn't know what to do they were like what is going on eventually they accepted it i think they're taking the american culture too far but okay so it was it was that was something that they they had a hard time but also now tattoos are really big in both cultures but it's really big in the Panamanian culture for the younger generation. Older generation, trust me, they got tattoos all the time. Like my mom's friends, my aunts, they have they have tattooed their eyebrows, their lip liners. Some of them have tattooed the Marilyn Monroe little mole. They've done some crazy tattoos, but that was all okay. Now that we actually, um, our, the younger generation wants to get it all over their body, they're like, what are you doing? Especially for the religious older generation they're like that's the devil like you should not get tattoos and it's so weird for the younger ones because we're like why like oh it's our body and this is what we like it's a piece of art it's so it's a a good challenge when you're trying to explain to older generations why you feel okay and why you want them it's still being done but i think the discussion part is the hard part so all right and last question so is there one favorite thing that you have from either culture? The music and the dancing. I have gotten many compliments on my dancing. And I always say, like, I think it's from both cultures. It genuinely is. From my Panamanian side, we actually listen to, because I'm the Afro side, we listen to a mixture of it. So we listen to the Spanish music, to the salsa, merengue, bachata. I dance all of it. Um, typical is our and you know we dance with our polleras on like that's our traditional dances indigenous dances and then we have the caribbean side a lot more now they definitely incorporate a lot of like so one of the countries that they brought slaves from was jamaica so we listen to a lot of jamaican music a lot of that is definitely incorporated till this day we listen to um artists that many jamaicans are like wow you know them and we're like yeah like we listen to all of this and then the American side, love American music, love learning all the new dances that's out. So it's really fun for me when all this different music comes out or I personally enjoy and just absolutely love going to parties. And But when it's a Panamanian party, I feel like it's the best for me, especially like our Sweet Sixteens, because we're Americanized. Yeah, so we're going to play our American music. We're going to do our American dances. We're going to embrace all that. But then you're going to put on a Spanish song and we can do we're gonna sing it to you we're gonna dance with you we're gonna do the whole dance to that as well so i think that we were lucky enough to be able to have such a well-balanced and well-rounded music palette uh and we, it's just it's it's fun for me it's a nice flair i think that is very surprising as well when i just start dancing to all these different things that most people wouldn't recognize especially because of my skin color people automatically go oh you're african-american what are you? Blah, blah. And I say Panamanian. And when I actually explain that that is a form of Hispanic, they're like, oh, wow. So you know how to do all these things. And I'm like, yeah, know how to speak it too. Like, don't like, you know, surprise. So all of that's just really exciting. And I genuinely do feel like I was blessed enough to be able to incorporate both of these cultures in one and just be able to be myself. And by being a part of two cultures, I feel like I'm part of many. And it's just a great feeling. So. 
Thank you so much for sitting down with me. You're very welcome. I also want to give a huge thank you to you for listening. For more content from Her Culture, check out www.herculture.org. Again, I'm your host, Meredith, and I'll talk to you later, Culture Girls.